GLC presents Brought to you by the donations of our faithful partners Hello, we're back again studying these delightful characters in the Bible Men and women of the Bible speak to people of the 21st century same stuff happened then, same stuff happened now. They had family issues, relationship issues, just like we do. It would be so interesting when we get to heaven and we sit down and talk to these people and find out nothing was really different. Everything was really the same. I, it's been amazing to me as I've traveled around the world to uh, talk to people and discover they're all pretty much alike. Most people just want some peace in their life. They would like to have a happy family, raise their kids, have good kids, have a good marriage, do some nice things, help some people. That's pretty much what people would like out of life. And what goes wrong with that? Why can't we have that? Have you ever asked yourself that? Why can't we have that all over the world? Well, it's because for several reasons. One, there are people in the world that don't feel that way. And they will do whatever they need to do by hook or crook to step on whoever they need to step on, knife whoever they need to knife in the back, cause whatever kind of trouble they need to cause to get what they want. Now, who's that following? Well, think about the devil. You know, in heaven, it says in Isaiah that Satan said in his heart, I will be like the Most High God. Now, God heard his thoughts. It doesn't say he said it out loud. It says he thought in his heart, I will be like the Most High God. So there's just something in people that if it's left to run amok, it's I will do this, and I will get that, and I will be that. And in doing that, the sad thing is they run over a lot of innocent people, regular people who are just wanting to live that life I talked about. And in the middle of all of that, you've got to have someone come along and be a wall builder. Today, we're talking about Nehemiah who was a, a true wall builder. He actually built a wall in about 56 days with people from Israel, and it was a miracle. And he had great opposition. But what I want to talk about today is relationships and how God wants you to be a wall builder in relationships. Relationships can be torn down. They can be destroyed. What was a good relationship can go sour and become a bad relationship. And even in relationships, God has you have walls. Do you know that? Sometimes people come to me and say, I don't know what went wrong. I, it's just my life, it's like I, my life's not my own and, and I don't seem to get anything done with my life and people are always asking me this and asking me to do that and and I've said to them have you ever set up boundaries have you ever said to the people in your life 
This is a boundary or a wall. And you can't go over this. I love you, but you can't go over this. And if you do, this is what will happen. And that's a wall or a boundary that God wants you to build. If you feel like people are coming way too much into your space, and uh, it's okay to have those. God wants you to have them. In fact, if you don't have them, I don't think he feels like he can really do anything with your life because you stop it from happening by your inaction or your inability to stand up. So walls are important. Boundaries are important because they establish protection. Now, Satan loves for these walls to come down, to be lacking. He loves to move in and out of lives. He loves to wreak havoc in lives. He loves to use people to do his bidding. And he likes to do it in families, in marriages, in businesses, in finances, in relationships of all kinds. So it's very important that you be a wall builder. We all know that there are people in life who have a wall up against other people. They won't let anybody in. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about protective walls around your life that keep things out that have no place coming in. So with a wall builder, God's looking for people who would be willing to do big things, take big steps, take big uh, stands for something, even dangerous things, like Nehemiah. You know, where was Nehemiah when God called him to go back and rebuild the wall? He was in what's today is Iraq. He was part of the children of Israel that when Jeremiah prophesied, God, the Babylonians are going to come. They're going to destroy everything. They're going to take the princes, the kings, the royalty, the families, everybody to Babylon. And you'll be there for a long, long time, God says. And people didn't want to hear Jeremiah say it. But it happened. Just like God said it would happen. There's things that God has said today that have not happened yet. And people think, oh, that's not going to happen. It's going to happen, folks, because God said it was going to happen. And that's what happened with Nehemiah. He was in the group and the royalty that went down. And so he had a pretty important job. Where he was in Babylon, he was like the wine taster for the king. So what was that all about? Well, the king didn't want to be poisoned. And he always had somebody checking everything. And Nehemiah was the kind of man that could be trusted. He had integrity. He had character. He lived the right way. And even in a foreign land where people didn't serve God, had no belief in God, no use for God, they had their own gods, even there, Nehemiah stood out. And you want to be like that. I'm going to tell you something that is going to sound really strange to you. One time, I had a friend that uh, their child was getting married. And uh, the grandfather was in the ministry, the grandfather the grandmother. And he came to the mother of this child, and he said, which is more important that she marry, a good Christian or a person with good character. Now, my friend knew her dad was in the ministry, so 
She couldn't figure out why I was even saying that. And he said, you know, Christianity can come and go. People can come and go with it. But good character will always remain, no matter what. And that's how Nehemiah was. Even in this country that was mean, cruel, dictatorial, didn't care anything about the people from Israel, they were slaves. But even there, he conducted himself with honor and integrity, and it paid off. Now, what happened to get him back to these walls? Well, he got a letter. He got a message. He got word. And they said, the wall around Israel, Jerusalem, is destroyed. It's falling down everywhere. And it devastated Nehemiah. Devastated. He, inside himself, you know, this is how wall builders are, whether it I'm talking about a relationship situation, whatever. A wall builder inside themselves says, this is terrible and something needs to be done. And he thought about it a long time, and it really was sad for him. And the king said to him, Nehemiah, why are you so sad? And he says, I gathered up my courage, and I told him. And the king said, well, we need to do something about that. I'll send you back. So anointed people can hear God and they can be wall builders. They inspire courage and confidence in people. Well, what's the opposite person? The opposite person, and you know them as well as I do, they go in and they tear down everything. Every time somebody tries to build something, every time they get something going, these people go in and tear it down. They're destructive. One time I heard a pastor say, you know, there are people in life that they are troublemakers. And yet, he said, you'd be very surprised to know that at night those same troublemakers lay in bed and say, I'm a troublemaker. I cause trouble everywhere I go. Why am I like this? He said, you'd be surprised to know that some of them lay in bed and think that way. I never heard anybody say anything like that. And I'm on the prayer team at church, and somebody came up for prayer, and a lady said, I'm that person. I do that. I tear down. I don't build walls up like they ought to be. I tear them down everywhere I go. I get fired everywhere I go. And she said, I want to be different. Can God make me different? I said, he sure can. All you have to do is be willing for God to change you and let him show you the ways you need to change and how you need to go about it, and he'll help you. Being a wall builder in your life, in my life, you have to be a person of vision, a person of prayer, a person of faith. You have to have courage, and you have to be bold. That When you're going about, let's just say, in your family, there, people don't speak. Let's just take Thanksgiving or some holiday. They don't speak. It's tense. And yet, as a wall builder, if God tells you, I want you to go in and rebuild all of this, I want to use you to do this, then God will give you ideas and he will uh, tell you 
how to do it, but not only how to do it, he'll put the anointing on you to do it. Well, what's the anointing? Oh, I've, I've done a lot of lessons on the anointing in all these series. The anointing is God's power on you to do a certain thing and to do it very effectively. In fact, God says there are people who are anointed to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to open prisons and open the eyes of the blind. The Bible also says that God is looking to and fro over the whole earth, seeking those that he might be made strong in. And don't you want to be one of those kind of people? Don't you want to be somebody that when the Lord needs something done, he thinks of you, he knows you'll do it, he can count on you to do it? Actually, God wants you to attempt something so great that if he doesn't do it, it's not going to happen. And then he gets the glory. And you know what? He can do that even in spite of your great enemies. The thing about having enemies is they think they're in control. They think they can control you. They think they can control circumstances. And any wall building you try to do, they think they can come right along behind you and tear it down. But what they don't understand is God is really their enemy. It's not you. They're fighting God. And God wins. He always wins. It may take a while, but he always wins. Now, Nehemiah had a miracle, a real miracle. That wall was built. Now, you think about it. How hard has it been for you to remodel your house? How long did it take? And this is a man coming from another country and having to enlist people, having to guard everything, and then having two constant enemies saying things to discourage him, to discourage the people that were helping him, and he had to keep all of that going. And he did that in less than two months. Now look at this first scripture that's coming up on the screen. But now I said to them, you know very well what trouble we're in. Jerusalem lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire. Let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and end this disgrace. Then I told them about how the gracious hand of God had been on me and about my conversation with the king. They replied at once, yes, let's rebuild the wall. So they began the good work. So you see, as you begin to step out in these relationship issues that you have or work issues, and you begin to build these walls of protection, listening to God and God directing you, telling you what to do. One time, uh, uh, the Lord told me to start a jail ministry, and I didn't have the slightest idea how to do it. Didn't even know. I didn't even know how he went about doing it. And he just led me to say, what's the next thing you want me to do? And I would listen, know to do that, and go and do that. Then I would come back to the Lord and say, what's the next thing you want me to do? So you people that are listening to this and you know God's talking to you, that he's got something you need to be doing, then uh, you just think about how Nehemiah said, I told them about how the gracious hand of the Lord had been upon me. He knew God was telling him 
You know it too. Well, what are some of the walls that enrich our families, our family relationships, our friendships? These are the walls. Now, you see, you might be sitting there going, okay, I hear you. I hear you, Betty. I know God's been talking to me. I, I, know, I know the voice of the Lord. But I don't really know what it's all about. I can't even ask what's the next step because I don't even understand what I'm doing. So what would be some good walls for you to make sure encircle your family or your business situation? One is good communication. Now, I'm not going to say these are easy. Now, I'm not going to say it's just going to be like that. You heard God and it happened. Sometimes God tells you something and you have to work so hard that you even have this little saying, or I've had it before, uh, pray as if everything depended on God, but work as if everything depended on you. So uh, with good communication, there's a lot of skills to learn, but you can learn them. And there's books out there that can teach you. Strong leadership. Someone has to have strong leadership because most people are followers, not leaders. And so they look for somebody to follow. And if someone with strength of character and vision and purpose will stand up and say, this is what needs to be done, they'll follow you. It takes a lot of wisdom and knowledge, though. Where are you going to get that? Well, you can get it from reading books. I'm not saying that. But what's your relationship like with God? How much of the Bible do you really know? And it's really in you, in your spirit, man. The next thing that you have to learn in having these kind of walls that are protective and encircle you is you have to have a spiritual fellowship with other people and God, like what I was just talking about. But you've got to have other people around you that are like-minded. They have the same uh, goals. They have the same desires. They have a desire to please God. They have a desire to do it the way God wants it done. And you have to have that kind of spiritual fellowship with people to keep yourself encouraged. Then you have to have a mutual trust with the people you're working with. They've got to be able to trust that you'll do what you said you'd do to help them. And then you've got to be able to trust them that they will stand there with you through thick or thin. What's another thing that's required in this wall building? It's going to require everybody giving and everybody sharing. It can't be just one person does all the work and makes all the sacrifices. Everybody involved has to say, here's what I could do. Here's what I could give. This is be my part for the mutual good. You have, when you're solving a problem like in a marriage, this is what I kind of try to tell people uh, where the husband and wife are having trouble in a marriage. I tell them, look, right now this problem's between you two. Put the problem out here. Say, this is our problem and identify it. And then how can we work together to solve that? Because if you can ever get people realizing the problem's out here, but we're over here and we can solve this, they can come to some answers. And so that leads me with this final thing that's in a wall-building situation. You need to have respect and protection 
of the rights of other people. Because don't you see how people just run over others? Don't you see how they have no respect? Sometimes that can happen with your teenagers. It's like, oh, you're just a kid. I don't care what you say. And instead, they could have that wisdom like I talked about a couple of weeks ago. They could have the, the very wisdom you need to have. The very wisdom. And so if it's in your family, just have a little family council meeting and say, this is our problem. See, get it out from, she did this, she did that, he said this, he said that. Get it out here in the middle. This is our problem. We're not very close as a family, for instance. Or we don't enjoy each other. Or we're not pulling together. Get it here. And then say, I want everybody to think of what could they do to build this wall around our family, where we're a family, we're united, we're together, one for all and all for one. I'll give you another example of how this could be. Have you ever noticed with children that when they're growing up, they fight a lot among themselves, sibling rivalry? Well, I, I can tell you something I did that seemed to work. I would just look at my children and I would say, when they were fighting, and I would say, look, this is the only brother you're ever going to have. This is the only sister you're ever going to have. Nobody else is ever going to be as connected to you blood-wise as this. And you need to pull for each other. And you need to be each other's best friend. And they would look at me like, ah, oh, I don't even want to talk to her. Or I don't even want to talk to him. But somewhere in there, because it was truth and because it was God working there, they listened, and, and they became extremely close. They even ended up rooming together after they were adults for a couple of years. So how do you make these things work? How do you give this kind of protection? If you are determined to conquer the problem as a family, as a business, if you are determined to build this wall like Nehemiah, when you go back and read that book, now, that'd be a really good book for you to read. If you have been listening to what I'm saying and you're saying, that's God talking to me. That's the answer for what's going on in my life right now. Then I want to really encourage you to go back and study the book of Nehemiah. That man, had a, he had a determination in him. You know, it even gets funny. There's, there's a part in there where it says he got so mad at a couple of those Israelites that they wouldn't do what they were supposed to do and they were fighting and everything. He just knocked their heads together. Now, I'm not recommending that, but I think that's hilarious that that's in the Bible with some hero of God. However, what you have to constantly communicate in building this wall is no matter how hard the difficulties, we're going to win because we're united. We're going to win. Now look at this second scripture. Here's Nehemiah giving that kind of faith. I replied, The God of heaven will help us, and we, his servants, will rebuild this wall. But you may have no part in this affair. Now when you're rebuilding something in your life, there may be people that want to butt in they want to have a part in it. They want their wisdom in there. And there really may be where you have to say to them, God's going to help us, and we're going to do it, 
but you cannot have any part in it. Now that takes courage, but the reason you would be doing something like that is you know if they got in, they would cause more havoc, it would be worse, it would never happen, and you have to be strong. You need to realize there will always be opposition to the mission. Always. Don't ever think anything God tells you to do or you see needs to be done and God needs to help you do it. Don't ever think, well, I, I believe and I've got faith and courage and it's just going to happen. There will always be opposition. Always. And it always comes to a great work. And the greater the work, the greater the opposition. I've heard people say, I bet Billy Graham just has the easiest life. I mean, God just speaks to him and all his years he's just served the Lord and it's just been wonderful. But he's had an easy life. No, I bet he's had the greatest opposition you could ever imagine because his work was so great. Don't be surprised when it comes. That's probably the biggest mistake people make. It's like they don't expect it to come because they either think that sounds like negative or they just don't expect it'll come. And then when it comes, they're caught off guard. Remember, you have an enemy, Satan. And he's the accuser of the brethren. And he's also designed to stop you. But he can't because he's not God. He and God are not equal. Look at this third scripture. But when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard of my arrival, they were very displeased, opposition to the mission, that someone had come to help the people of Israel. The enemies of Israel were angry that the Israelites were rebuilding the broken walls of Jerusalem. So why do you think the devil that's in this world would want to keep us from repairing the walls that have been broken in our own lives? Well, divide and conquer. A house divided cannot stand. And Satan is after marriages. He is after teenagers. So you have to work together. You cannot do it alone. Remember the Lord wants to help you. You can build those walls. Bye. See ya. Hello, I'm Betty Swan with Betty Swan Ministries and the Pennies from Heaven Project. And I want to thank you over and over and tell you how much I appreciate all of the work and the effort you have gone to to find pennies and small change and the floors of cars and desks and drawers uh, under your sofas, on the ground. You know, folks, it's been amazing. But we together have fed people in 11 countries and over $47,000 has come in now. Isn't that the most amazing thing? Just send your pennies to Wells Fargo, any Wells Fargo bank, to Pennies from Heaven, Betty Swan Ministries, and together we'll feed the world with what America throws away. Thanks so much. Order your copy today from the GLC Bookstore by calling the number on your screen. Please include the program number when ordering.